Kia ora, no mai haere mai and welcome to the Our Cooperative Podcast. Uh, this podcast is charged with introducing you to some of the weirdest, wonderful and most amazing people we have across our cooperative. These people every single day go out to sell, manufacture and move the 16 billion litres of milk that you produce on farm every single year. Uh, and they are in the far-flung corners of the world and it's my job to introduce you to them. Kia ora tato, uh, mai and welcome to another episode of Our Cooperative, um, where we go around the world and, and talk to some of our great people that we've got across our, our business and our cooperative uh, called Fonterra. Today, uh, great pleasure to introduce Brett Henshaw, who is our Managing Director of Fonterra Brains New Zealand. Probably won't be that well known to the farmers, relatively new to the business, but has had a hell of a uh, a couple of years in, in getting to grips with the, the brands business, done a huge amount of work with the team uh, in you know, bringing back to life our, our brands business and lately uh, getting our brands and, and keeping our stocks, uh, the shelves stocked right throughout the country in, in our supermarkets. So it's a great to have you on board today. Kia ora, Brett. Welcome. Kia ora, Richard. Uh, thank, thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, you know, delighted to have the opportunity to, to talk with our farmers as well. So we usually start these with, uh, you know, you'll be relatively unknown to our farmer base. Do you just want to spend, a, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, uh, how long you've been in New Zealand, you know, uh, you know, previous roles and all that sort of thing, and maybe why, why you made the decision to come across to, to FBNZ? Absolutely. So, look, I'm proud to say I'm, I'm a Kiwi. I was, I was born uh, up here in Auckland and schooled and, and uh, you know, I spent a lot of my Childhood in New Zealand on the land, uh, fishing, uh, doing the great walks of, of New Zealand. You know, my parents were really into the outdoors, and, and so we spent a lot of time traveling around New Zealand. And, and interestingly, we had a lot of relatives with farms, although I didn't come from a farm. And, uh, you know, I, I began my career um, with a company called Unilever here in, in, uh, in marketing, and then moved to Australia at a reasonably young age and, and started working for Colgate Palmolive. Uh, worldwide, and, and I worked in Australia, and then and then a number of other locations around the world, and uh, you know for that reason I ended up being away from New Zealand for, for quite a long time, and uh, in the process had got two boys uh, who who both live in Sydney, uh, although they do support the All Blacks, I have to say, Rich. So that is good. Uh, That's a criteria. They they wear the right coloured jersey, but. Uh, um, you know, after all that time with Colgate, I, I also worked in a division of Colgate called Hills Pediatrician, and uh, it was very highly formulated uh, companion animal nutrition. So for for dogs and cats, sold through pet stores and vet stores, and and, and some farm outlets. And and farmers may know that brand, Hills Science Diet and Prescription Diet, uh, because we know a lot of farmers, um, you know, fed their dogs on, on that. Uh, and, and, but after many, many years in Colgate, a long time away with a, a couple of stints back here, I made the decision to, to come back to New Zealand and return. And partly that was family. Part of it was, it was you know, my roots. And, and the other piece was really just a chance to contribute back to New Zealand. And uh, uh, so when I, when I returned, I actually did work in, in the food industry with the Griffins Food Company and, and ran that business for a few years. And... Uh, and then had the opportunity to come across to, to uh, Fonterra Brands New Zealand. And uh, the, the reason for that is one, uh, you know, I, that mission to, to really give back to New Zealand. Two, I have a strong interest in, in nutrition and you know, kind of healthy food and food from the land. 
and three after working in uh, a public company for many years, just the, the co-op model and the one family together and, and the interdependency had, had great appeal. And, I, and so I felt a really uh, a great calling. And, you know, my expertise is in brands. I've worked in fast-moving consumer goods, as we call it, all my life on, on brands. And, and I love brands that have great history and, and great stories and uh, so, you know, that had a lot of appeal um, and we'll talk, we can talk about our brands shortly, but, um, you know, that really uh, was a part of the appeal as well. And, uh, you know, then on the personal side, I, um, I, I love fishing. I fly fish uh, often down in Tongariro and the Tongariro River and down in Turangi. And uh, so I spent a lot of time in the outdoors and, you know, also uh, fishing on boats. I uh, support a, a number of trust to to help preserve animal you know wildlife our native birds particularly and i i'm also a strong interest in the arts and, and getting children into into the, into music and and particularly children that don't normally have the uh, opportunity to do that and and come from homes where those things aren't available i i do support that a lot as well so i'm trying to uh, you know really find opportunities to give back to new zealand wow what a what a great story um but before we do get onto brands, and, and, and this is maybe a lead up to a controversial question I'm going to ask you later on. Griffins, there's been a bit of social media lately on best lollies, best biscuits. Your opinion, the best biscuit? Oh, best biscuit. Uh, ginger nuts is usually the favourite. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, there's going to be, that's going to cause some uproar, I think. Pro quite probably. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a, I know that's a favourite on many farms as well. But yeah. uh, Oh, that's yeah, good to hear. Uh, Classic brands again. So, uh. hey, so um, look, I, I think it would be. I think what would be really interesting is if, if you know, uh, we could just cover off um, COVID nineteen. We've kind of covered it off with with a few of our our people over over recent podcasts. And you know, unlike you know uh, other parts of our business where you know often you know food service, you know customers had to you know temporarily close and all that. I guess for you as as a brand's business, retailers are your major customer and. Really, the only businesses still open through through lockdown were our retailers, uh, and in some very trying uh, conditions, I, I think you know our, our retailers did a, a marvelous job of of keeping things going, uh, and particularly the workers in our retail businesses uh, and you know those supporting businesses, just you know the huge effort and, and risk they put themselves in. I, I think they deserve a, quite a lot of credit. Yes, yeah, so. Maybe I'll just explain a little bit about, you know, the structure of sure. BNZ in terms of our sales. And uh, so we do have a, a large proportion of our sales that do come from the national grocery chains. But uh, uh, interestingly, the route area and food service, which we call out a home, are also uh, pretty big percentages. Mm. And so the, um, the route area are the, uh, the vans that all our farmers will see driving around calling on dairies. And, and we have uh, around 50 franchisees who... Who uh, you know manage that that process for us, and then yes, you're right. Food service um, to restaurants and 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 bars and, and particularly cafes really um, was quite vulnerable over that time. Uh, but remember, we also have quite a strong export business for our branded products. So yeah, of course. We, we do export um, a lot of UHT milk and and powdered milk and uh, you know some of our other products up through South Pacific where we've sold. Um, uh, for many, many years with distributors and also into Asia and particularly China. So what, one of the strengths of that is we can kind of juggle the portfolio as we deal with, with issues and, and constraints in different parts of the business. So so you are right, food service really took a big hit. That, that happened globally. 
and uh, we saw uh, the, the dairy area, the outer home area, also suffer, but not nearly to the same extent. Hmm. Uh, but of course, grocery uh, just you know absolutely took off, and uh, that required us to to you know be incredibly agile in the way we were working because forecasts were changing daily, if not multiple times during the day. Uh, we saw one of the biggest, in fact, the biggest selling day ever in in retail grocery in New Zealand, bigger than any of the Christmas, Easter uh, days. And uh, so the growths were incredible. We've seen growths of over 50% in some of our categories. And as you can imagine, you know, as we, uh, we uh, process farmer's milk into the various uh, consumer brands and products that, that we offer, there was a lot of work done across our operations team, our sales team and our merchandising team, uh, you know, to keep that, that rolling. Uh, at the same time, we saw some impact on, on China initially because mm -hmm. of our food business there. Interestingly, China has come back and uh, uh, the Pacific business has, has started to soften because there's a big, uh, you know, big role for tourism up there. So we're, we're probably yeah, going to see a number of months where uh, you know, that'll, that'll be slow to come back. But I, I would say the key thing the team did you know, end to end on our business is just constantly reevaluate and pivot and work very you know, agilely um, uh, to, to keep reforecasting by channel. And, uh, you know, we've got through it and our service levels were certainly seen by our retailers at, at some of the highest levels in the industry. That's fantastic. Fantastic. And, you know, um, credit, I guess, goes out to our, our team at, at Takanini where, where the majority of, I guess, the fresh milk and, and fresh products are made, you know, Tough, uh, along with all our other sites, but you know, a huge commitment from from our frontline workers in, in ensuring that I guess the milk kept flowing. That, that's correct, Rich. Uh, look, the I think the really key learnings, interestingly, are, are all about the fundamentals of what we're about. The first was people, you know, looking after our people, and uh, you know, protecting them uh, with uh, all the protocols and, and the PPE gear and masks and temperature checking and everything else. Um, so that was one component, but the second was absolutely, as you say, to keep our operations running. You know, the milk was is still coming, coming in in tankers. It needs to be processed, and and uh, New Zealand communities and and shoppers, you know, depend on that and, and retailers. So uh, that that was a, a key key component of this was just putting everything in place that we possibly could to separate people, follow government guidelines, and and even as we've gone into lower levels now and level two, we are still maintaining in principle, the same kind of protocols and practices as we were on level four, because places like Takanini and our warehouse are just, and, and our, um, our Palmerston North Milk facility are just so important to our communities. The other the other was that customer first mindset. So yep. um, we everybody owns the customer and, and we just, uh, you know, did everything we can and could to, to keep servicing the customer and our merchandisers even, you know, keep merchandising the stores, but they, we made a decision that they would merchandise before stores opened and after they closed, so before eight in the morning and after six at night, so they wouldn't have contact with uh, their shoppers in store. And, and again, that was looking after them. And and probably the final piece of learning for me, um, which I'm, I'm sure farmers will, will relate to, is just the teamwork that mm -hmm. they require and, and the incredible support across our business end to end across all functions, whether people were working at home or, as you say, working in the in, in, in the operations inside Takanini and in our warehouses or, you know, those merchandising salespeople at the front end. Uh, everybody supported each other and, and just, you know, got on and communicated really well. And I think that's probably a, a standout for a co-op, to be honest. 
Yeah, I, I, I couldn't couldn't agree with that more. And it, it's it's always hard to, to pick on a particular group because you know there have been so many that have stood up and, and contributed over over this period. Just just before I guess we we look to the future. Um, you know, in you know full transparency, the, the brand's business has had some some challenges over the last few years. One of which being, I guess, the shift to the the new DC. I think it's called the Shed. How is that going? And and are we starting to see, you know, our delivery uh, and on time, you know, start to improve out of that? Uh, we are rich. In fact, uh, so the Shed is now about four years old, and and you're absolutely right. I'm sure farmers will recall that that the uh, the first year or so of that opening up. Uh, we're, we're not great years in terms of, of costs and, and our service levels to customers. So all the KPIs are going in the wrong direction. And and certainly before I joined, a team of people got together and, and you know, just really rolled up the sleeves. Uh, we put, you know, good good people, great leader on the on the site there uh, and did a lot of training and, uh, and then really step-changed our communication with our customers who were just feeling... That they the communication hadn't been good enough and and they were being let down constantly, and um, the measure of service levels, caseful and and delivered in full and on time, it was probably down in the low 80s, uh, um, which is just very unacceptable uh, in any industry. But uh, over the last year or so, that number has got to uh, some of the highest ever in in the industry, and which is incredible for fresh dairy. The team have done an incredible job. The culture is really strong and really positive. The, the shed is pristine when you walk around it. Uh, so that's all about just great leadership and great people. But it shows the benefit of, of focus and teamwork. And, yeah. um, you know, we are uh, getting great feedback from our customers on that recovery. And I, I think that's, you know, pretty significant impact on, on the way that our customers are viewing us in total uh, because suppliers is just so fundamental. So we we, we can consider that a great a great example of terrific team success in FBNZ and, and you know hats off to all the people involved in that process. And, and just to kind of just to put a bit more context around that I mean um, when you're dealing with products with you know such short shelf life versus you know our home powders or that that you know have two year shelf lives you know you're talking 20 days 15 days the criticality of of hours as opposed to days let alone weeks is, is just fundamental right in terms of the customers Keeping their their shelves full as as a retailer, you know, uh, the, the the worst crime you can commit is a stock out. And um, when you have a stock out, you tend to blame your suppliers. So, um, for, for you guys, that improvement is huge, right? It is just a core competency you have to have in place. It, it is, and consistency of performance, mm -hmm. uh, Rich, I think, is really important. So, what retailers don't mind if there's a mistake, and and you let them know, and and you know, have a plan, and and they have line of it's when you know there are multiple of mistakes and and they just don't know where they rely on you and, and so reliability and consistency yeah. is is really important to trust uh, with our retailers very good um, so then I guess looking forward uh, you know the uh, brands I guess the, the FMCG sector um, hugely hugely competitive uh, and you know I think we're, we're blessed in New Zealand with the, the choice we have and the quality of, of products we, you know we can access where are your thoughts on kind of you know our brands and and kind of what are some interesting things that you're working on or some you know some some feedback we're getting from customers or consumers? So uh, look, uh, we've been on a journey. I, I think as you mentioned earlier, uh, the brands business wasn't in in great shape uh, a few years back, and and we defined a a recovery path and a turnaround path that was presented and, and approved by the board, and and it's been a total team effort. Um, 
both from from the leadership team, but across everybody in FBNZ mm. to really focus focus on that. And so that's meant um, one is is that area of customer service we talked about. Two is is uh, you know driving our costs down and and building efficiency in, in our plants. Uh, you know, three is 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 great communication. And then four, we we needed to reduce complexity. We were trying to do too many things. We had way too many brands, and and so we've spent a lot of time focusing and, and driving more complexity. So, uh, you know, a lot of tough choices had to be made in those first, mm. certainly the first six to nine months I was here. Um, now, now as we pivot to to look uh, to the future, our focus is obviously we need to continue those fundamentals of really strong cost management. We've still got a, you know, a way to go on improving our efficiency and productivity and, and, and output, uh, but, you know, we're on a good journey there. Uh, and the second is actually starting to invest back in our brand. So mm -hmm. investing in fewer brands um, with pains, but against fewer brands, and uh, you know, really focusing on our role in the community as well. Uh, so interestingly, one of the things that COVID has shown is, is you know, we quickly worked to take our school milk and and then distribute that to communities. Um, to, to food, you know, food um, shelters and mm -hmm. and food banks and the like, and I, I think that role in the community is something that is where something that we're really going to focus on going forward, and um, driving the role of of natural nutrition, dairy, dairy natural nutrition is is I think really important and has become even more more important um, at this point in time. So, you know, I think for our farmers, something that's important is that our brands are the day-to-day -day way Kiwis experience our co-op. And, uh, you know, we've, I know when I traveled around initially, when I joined the business, farmers were, you know, really, really keen to see FBNZ recover and, and get back to where it should be. And, and so we're transforming the business and, and starting now to think about how we invest in some bigger innovation and uh, particularly in the sustainability area, which is mm -hmm. a, a big concern and, and packaging. So I think what you'll see going forward is fewer brands, bigger advertising presence on fewer brands, and then we'll start uh, as we've got our fundamentals underway to really innovate back in the business with some some big new news and, and some innovations, particularly in packaging. And and when you say um, advertising, I guess that 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 isn't doesn't mean what it used to mean. I think I've certainly noticed a much stronger digital and social presence of of Anchor and, and Mainland and the likes, and that's got to be a big part of your future. It is. So uh, there is obviously the traditional, you know, TV and out, outdoor kinds of media. But you're you're right. Um, we can have very targeted communication to to different households and different consumers uh, through the online work that we've been doing and Instagram and and you know using all those kinds of uh, uh, social media tools. And and we are spending a lot of money in that area as well. Um, and then the other piece is uh, just the power of, you know, that personal investment in communities. So our Kickstart Breakfast program, which you run in conjunction with the government and sanitarium, is, you know, is just going from strength to strength. It's, it's, uh, you know, I've been to some schools now and and and, and participated in those mornings and and uh, pretty special. You if, if you ever need to get a good a good buzz about what we yeah. do as a as a as a co-op, you know, spending that time with the children and. And being part of that is is very inspiring, and and so that you know investment in the community and investment in nutrition, I think, is going to set us up for you know, long term strength in our business. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, Kickstart, I always do it a couple of times a year. It's always a, a total highlight for me. Uh, and you can absolutely see the need and, and the role that we play there um, and having a real meaningful social impact. Any other, like, you know, I guess one of the trends we're seeing out of COVID or I guess one of the, 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 the yeah, I guess the trends we're starting to see is, is this buy local, this, you know, how do we, how do we, what's your views on how we make the New Zealand consumer aware that, you know, yes, it's it's Fonterra, but behind Fonterra, it's ten you know ten thousand farming families that are, you know, there to to support and supporting their rural economies. How do we get that story better out there? Because because I think it's it's not well known, and and it's such an integral part of our brand. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, you know, when we talked about you know communication before on our brands, it, some of the the work we are doing now is to really cele celebrate that, and and in fact. Uh, We've got anchor packaging on the shelf at the at the moment, celebrating Made in New Zealand and and you know Good Together and and a number of community messages on those labels. So you know our brands are are us. Whilst we're Frontier Brands New Zealand as an entity, what the way retailers experience us, but certainly the way consumers and and shoppers experience us are through the brands. So our uh, without a doubt, our focus is going to be on increasing. Uh, those cues and the communication around local local ownership being homegrown, you know, from from the land in New Zealand, not imported, uh, yeah. and you know all the issues of sustainability with that, um, and uh, you know really, um, you know we we uh, as you say local employment base not only with our farms but we are a massive employer in in the manufacturing industry as well. We have right. almost twelve hundred people in our business, uh, as well as you know the total co-op. So. Uh, I think what you'll see a lot more of is that kind of communication about local and uh, and our homegrown roots and and natural from from the land in New Zealand and a lot of our branded communication and anchor and mainland probably will will lead a lot of the charge on that rich uh, yeah. as well as carpety to be honest. Yeah, awesome. Oh, that's 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 really exciting and I know it's a it's an area that our farmers are immensely proud of uh, and it's it's really. Fonterra's role in some way to just get out of get out of the way and, and let that consumer or customer um, link to farmer really start to develop um, because it's such an awesome story and I know from you know time in China and all that that consumers are, are, are desperate to see that connection back to the land. Absolutely, and that um, I think if anything, this last few months has really you know, given that a, a turbocharge again and. People are concerned about local jobs, and I, I think we'll see a real swing to wanting to buy New Zealand-produced product as opposed to, you know, some of that imported cheese and everything else that comes in. And uh, you know, that's certainly why we want to, as you say, you know, focus a lot of our communication on that kind of messaging. Yeah, cool. Hey, I thought we'd finish off with a, a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a pop quiz, uh, but um, you know, one of the one of the areas that it, it's always good to. To reinforce with our farmers is, you know, if they want to support uh, their co-op and, and our brands, what I thought we might do is I'll, I'll list a category and give us, you know, one or two brands in that category that, that farmers, you know, if they want to support their co-op could choose, uh, knowing that it's their milk uh, and, and they're, they're going back to their profits. So we'll start with the easy one, fresh milk. Uh, so Anchor, absolutely. Um, you can get it all around the country uh, in many channels, even in the South Island. Whilst we're not in in, um, in foodstuff South Island, we are in Countdown, and obviously we have all our route trade business down on the South Island. So, uh, Anchor Milk, absolutely, Excellent. that's the icon. Right. Uh, over 150 years old. Excellent. Let's move to yogurt. Uh, three small kids in my house. We go through an order about a yogurt. What what are the yogurt brands? 
Uh, Fresh and Fruity is is the one of the biggest brands in, in the market and there has a massive uh, range associated with it. Um, so that's an incredibly popular brand. Uh, obviously, we also have um, the Anchor Protein Plus mm -hmm. uh, and some, some Bio um, and DeWinkle, also yogurts, uh, more for adults and, uh, you know, not necessarily with some of the flavor varieties of Fresh and Fruity, but yeah, quite a broad range there, Rich. Yeah, cool. Cheese? Mainland, uh, without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> we are very proud of the unique uh, mainland aged cheddars. And uh, in fact, the demand for those has been astronomical over this period of time as, as people have been eating at home more. But uh, mainland, absolutely. And then uh, Carpety, mm -hmm. you know, we're extremely proud of the Carpety brand as mm -hmm. well. It's smaller and, and it's a specialty cheese. But we've had a history over many, many years of, of winning awards every year uh, for various Carpety. Uh, uh, products and in fact just recently the Awa Blue Cheese which is produced at, at Bridge Street picked up the premium award for, for large-scale cheese makers and also the Champions Trophy for the best original cheese so uh, mainland and carpet in the cheese space. Fantastic and have I missed anything I'm just trying to think uh, what are the other categories I guess maybe that fresh. Uh, well there, we have a lot of culinary products yeah uh, primarily anchor products like yep. sour cream and cream cheese as yep. well uh, but you know we've covered some of the big ones there. That's awesome. That's cool. And um, I'm going to ask two controversial questions to end it. And uh, you can't sit on the fence. Favorite FBNZ product? Uh, Carpety anything blue. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Mine is blue cheese. Uh, Carpety blue is just stunning. Yeah, I totally agree. Mine would have to be Carpety Romara uh, and the Anchor Protein Plus, the little blueberry single serve yogurt. That is a good product. And then, like uh, my inability to choose a favourite child at home, uh, we all have them. Your favourite brand? My favourite brand. Uh, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> Carpety. I mean, they're all good and they've all got really incredible roles. But I, I think uh, you know, Carpety is really interesting. And I, I'm at the Probably the end of the day, Anchor and Mainland are the cornerstone of our business. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I think in terms of just sheer, you know, absolute presence and being such a big part of New Zealand society, Anchor and Mainland, but I think Carpety is a, you know, I don't know what you call it, but it's a it's a really great brand and huge quality. And we're very proud of the quality of, the, of those products. Good man, good man. Hey, um, thank you so much for, for taking the time today. Um, I've learned, definitely learned some new stuff about you uh, and the conservation work you're, you're keen on and, and music with, with, with kids. I think that's awesome. The work that you've done with FBNZ and, and your team through COVID uh, and keeping our, our shelves stocked across the supermarkets across the country, um, you should be immensely proud. Uh, and I know the farmers will be immensely proud of, of the work you've done there. It's been great to chat today, Brett. Uh, and hopefully we'll get you out on farm and, and out to a few farmer meetings this year once the uh, travel restrictions are off. Thanks very much, Brett. Yep, thank you very much, Richard. And, and you know, message to farmers, um, you know, we're here for you. We're all, we're all in this together. And, uh, uh, you know, I also really look forward to, uh, with the rest of the team, getting out and about and and chatting with farmers about both our domestic business and, and yeah, our huge export business as well. So look forward to that in, in the future. Good man, Brett. Cheers, Rich. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our cooperative podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if there are people or areas of the business that you'd like to hear from, just let me know. Hope you're all having a great day. Enohora. No